Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. This morning, we're going to continue because last week, remember we followed David in his journey. David, a man who had seen the power of God, seen the favor of God so much in his life, God's protection, God's provision had been so awesome in the life of David. But at some point, David decided that no, he doesn't believe in this anymore. He's just going to help himself and he went over to the Philistines, what we called he decided to take a hideout under the broom tree. And we told ourselves because some people wonder why the broom tree. Remember we said it clearly last week. The broom tree because another prophet, prophet Elijah, he was one who also had seen the power of God. Elijah had seen the move of God, the one who declared the heavens closed. And heavens was closed. He declared, the Bible said he declared it open his word and rain fell but Elijah despite all that he had seen and the power of God had been manifested in his life Jezebel sent a demonic threat to him and he ran for his life Elijah found a resting place under the juniper tree which is also called the broom tree we told ourselves last week that the broom tree hideout don't what talk to me this morning church don't last Everyone who decides to help themselves outside God, you find out that it doesn't last. In fact, when over six things, six signs that you will know as the elements of people who dwell in the broom tree, the first one we said to ourselves is there will be temporary what? Sense of liberty. When you dwell in the, under the broom tree, you feel, wow, I'm free at last. I don't have to wake up early. I don't need to walk. I don't need to serve. I don't need to pray. I don't need to do anything. I just do what I want to do. A temporary sense of liberty. I don't need to do nothing. You begin to live below God's plan for your life. You are a leader. You are an anointed woman of God. Anointed man of God. You are destined for glory. Oh my goodness. But you begin to see another person. You begin to feel like, you know what, it's my life. I can do anything I want to do. You begin to feel that, you know what, this is okay, but you are living below. The giftings in you, the working, the investment in you, you're no longer considering it necessary. Remember this, this film, uh, Lion King. When Zimba went away from home and Zimba began to do whatever he wanted to do, he was eating worms, was happy. Zimbad was happy just doing stuff with folks who were not like him. He was a king, but he was living like nobody. He was living like nobody. That's what happens. You begin to live below. What happened? David, who had conquered Philistines, he was living below his, life, his status. He was calling Akish, my Lord. He said, I'm your servant. And then the third thing we told ourselves is, you now begin to have a dual personality. That's how it goes. You know, because you have to justify what's going on in your life. You begin to get vague. You now begin to hide vagueness. Go in. And I'm praying to you that the Lord will open your spirit to see this is a pattern. David will go on raids. And when they ask him, where have you been? Oh, well, you know, here, there, and around. 
and just be, but he will not tell the king where really he had been. He began to get vague. Most of the time, when we come out of God, we actually know we shouldn't do it, but we say to ourselves, you know, just for a while, I just need to chill down. I just need to cool. I just need to take some time. But the king that sometimes keeps you longer. Elijah, he thought it was just for some time. It was for some time. An angel came, woke him up. He won't wake up. This guy ate fresh baked bread from heaven. He slept again. <laughs> he slept again. Remember, remember when Peter was sleeping and angel smote him on the side? That's what happens. It takes you longer than you expected. And then, of course, the sixth one, you now lose your identity. That's where we stopped. David, at this point, the rulers of Philistia, they decided to go to war. And he said, okay, because he had to convince the people he's living with. He had to show them, I'm in alliance with you. He brought his troops, 600 men. They were going to fight with you. And then the rulers of Philistines, they fell. No. We suspect this guy. Akish was defending him. He's a good guy. He's with us. No. He said, no, 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 no. We don't want him. So they told David to go back. He's not one of us. So David, the man who is a strong man, a man who is a man of war, he had lost his identity. He is not here. He's not there. Who is he? Or the better question is, who has he become? Good people turn bad sometimes. David had lost his identity. And in all this, his soldiers were watching him. And so when he lost his identity, friends, they told him to go back home. David had to make his way back through the forest. Going back alone. Going back with his people. Dejected. That was not the plan. The plan was to go raiding for... And when they used to go to raid, they would raid for weeks before they come back with booties of war. But they had to go back home earlier. They had to come back home than expected. Came back dejected. I could see them coming back with their heads sunk as they walked through the woods. It's not the story. And they were on their horses. There was no riding of joy. And they went back home sad. But as they approached Ziegler, their city, they could see the pillar of cloud at a distance. What is that? Who will do that? They didn't understand. The closer they got, the thicker the cloud over the place became. And then they stepped into Ziegler. They couldn't hear the Playgrounds were dark, were quiet. The houses were raised to the ground. Everything looks like a war had just taken place. And I could see every man of the 600 men, all of them galloped to their own houses one by one. They went to the houses, they looked around. It was not the house they left. Their wives, their children, sons and daughters have been taken. So where is everybody? By their friends, because these were soldiers. They knew the enemy had done this. Something had happened in this place. They ran back to David. The condition they met David was not what they expected. David had cried on everybody. He's crying. The Bible said these mighty men were all crying. They cried and cried, darkness had covered the whole place. It seemed as if God had left town. Have you ever 
found yourself in a position where it seemed that everything had been taken from you. All the work they ever did, all the gains of the various raids, the business they put together for years. Do you know what I'm talking about? Strong men began to cry. And while they were looking at David, I pray you never see this sight, where men gather to cry. They were willing until they had no more strength. And at that point, it wasn't planned. There was no email, no text was sent out. But at that time, one person, an idea of frustration and anguish came into the mind of one person. He picked up a stone. The Bible said the men thought of what? Stony David. Now, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. I thought David lost his own too. David lost what they lost. Do you know that sometimes we treat our leaders almost like they are not human beings? We don't expect them to have pain. If they had wives, they don't have issues. If they have children, they must be angels. They don't have problems at home. They don't have financial issues. We are the ones with the problems. They don't have family members that die. No. They don't have health issues. So when we have issues, we feel ours is more important. In fact, we accuse them of not picking it that this is happening to us. The Bible said they thought of stoning David. And David, he's used to people aiming him. He had been at a dinner table that the king threw the spear, but for God. David knew this are my guys, but something else had got inside them. David looked around, there were 600 of them. Before now, it was one soul. Where do you run to when you are cornered by 600 enemies? These were people you fought with. They know your moves. They know your hideouts. They know your skills. In fact, they were not ordinary men. The Bible says what kind of men they were. These were men that would fight in a war. The Bible said one of them on a snowy day went out, brought down a giant. One of them stood in the middle of the battle, fought and fought from morning to night until the sword. Where do you want to run to, my friends? Did David realize that when the enemy has cornered you, there's only one place you run to. Hide in the tabernacle of the most high God. David ran into God. He said he would dress in the secret. I don't know what I'm talking to. When the enemy has been talking about you, do you know what kind of stuff? Run into God. Run into God. David ran into God. He ran into what he knew to do. David, remember, how have I been escaping? I have survived this far because he shielded me. I came all the way this much. Because, not because I could fight, because I was a, a shield. My dear friends, what is the covering that has brought you this far? Listen to me, listen to me. Whatever has brought you that is what will sustain you. Don't become big and now begin to think, who are you? Who are you really? A tree that grew out of the ground when you take it out and suspend it in the air, it will dry out. It's a matter of time. David ran into God. He ran into God. 
ah, ran on his knees. I went into worship. As he was worshiping, you see, 600 people thought of stoning him. They didn't notice something in that passage. The Bible never told us why they didn't. How can 600 people plant something, intend something, one of them didn't carry it through? All it is is one person. You understand what I'm saying? You may be convinced I'm not. I'm thinking about my wife. I'm talking about my children. As he worshiped, the atmosphere changed. As he worshiped, the darkness turned into light. As he worshiped, the lights began to come. As he worshiped, glory came down. I say in the name of Jesus, as you worship, may the glory of God come. May the glory of God come down. May the glory of God come down. David began to worship. And the darkness began to give way to light. David had asked that the airport be brought. And as for the first time in 16 months, David worshiped. David prayed. And as he did this, David said, no, oh Lord, I thank you. He didn't even mind those who wanted to kill him anymore. I just want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. If that's the last thing I hear before I die, that's okay. I want to hear your voice, my friends. When everything has left you, don't let the voice leave you. David said, I want to hear your voice, Lord. I want to hear you. Do you remember our friend Elijah? When Elijah also found himself in the same place, the Bible said after he woke up the second time and then he got himself in the place, the Bible says God took him on a journey and then there was an earthquake. He said definitely the voice is coming. The voice is coming. But in the earthquake there was no voice. Then there was a wind. Definitely the voice must come. But the voice was not there. But then there was a gentle Still voice. My dear friends, when you hear the voice, you become refired. This morning, may you hear the voice of the Lord. I don't care what it is the enemy is saying to you. May you hear the voice of God. May you hear the voice of God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. David, if only I could hear your voice, Lord. Then the Bible said, as he worshipped, Lord, shall I pursue? Shall I overtake? And God came through. May it come through. May it come through. <laughs> May it come through in your health. May it come through in your marriage. May it come through your finances. May it come through in your plans. In the name of Jesus. He came through. The Lord said to him, Yes, pursue. The word pursue means go after. Pursue means track and trace. Pursue. Don't just sit there. Don't sit there. Don't just sit there at home under the bed if you are healthy and you are, oh my goodness, nothing is wrong with you. Go pursue. The business may have gone down, but you need to pursue. Build it again. Hallelujah. As long as there is breath in you, pursue. 
Don't give yourself excuses. Don't give yourself excuses. God said to him that, I will do not just what you have asked me. I'm going to do much more. Because I am the God that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all. The voice of God came through. The voice of God that is mighty. The voice that is mighty. The voice that sits upon the waters. The voice that created the things that were not as though they were. May the voice of God come true to you. And God spoke. And David said, wow. You know when you hear the voice of God, nothing stops you. David dropped the cloak of money. He dropped the cloak of disappointment. He said, God said, pursue. I am pursuing. 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 Are you pursuing with me today? In the name of Jesus. I am pursuing. David is about to go to war. It's time to go to war. It's time to go to war. I am pursuing. Are you coming with me? Are you coming with me? The Bible said, David, he said, pursue. He got on his horse. David got on his horse. The men got on their horses. And they said, it's time to go. They were pursuing. I am going to get my family back. I'm getting my children back. Are you getting yours back? I'm getting my business back. I'm getting my health back. I'm getting my life back. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said that we are going after. We are not stopping here. The Bible said they continued. And they carried on going. We are pursuing. Wherever this is. We are taking it back. I'm getting my stuff back. I'm getting it back. I'm getting it back. I'm getting it back. I'm getting it back. I'm getting my life back. I'm getting my health back. I'm getting my life back. I'm getting my hope back. In the name of Jesus. David and his men, they pursue. But then, it don't on David. This is the reason why the Philistine lords actually turned us back. You see, my friends, there are certain things you think is a disappointment, but it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Before I joined David again, because David was thinking, and I'm coming to, oh, Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost. David, for the first time, he realized the reason we're turned back, two particular reasons. Number one, even when David was out of sync with God, God was watching over him. You know why? The Philistines were going to fight against Saul and Israel on that mission. Give me First Chronicles chapter 2, verse 19. You may be seated for one second. First Chronicles 12, look at it. The Bible said, And some from Manasseh defected to David when he was going to where? With the Philistines to battle against David up to this point never fought against his own people. Remember he used to raid other nations and he would claim I was fighting in the southern part of Judah. He said that but he did not help them. For the lords of the Philistines sent him away by agreement. He said this guy may defect in the middle of the battle and endanger our lives. 
That battle that he was torn back was God keeping his record clean. So that the blood of Israelites will not be in his hand. I come against every spirit that is in leadership that is sucking the blood of their own people. Turning guns on them. I decree you will not die well in the name of Jesus. Your memory will not be good. Every blood sucking leader. David is going to be king. And God had to keep his record pure. So God made what he thought was a disappointment to actually be a blessing. Because in a few days, we are getting to the palace. We are not going to die in this wilderness, friends. Next Sunday, you just have to wait for this. Second reason. If they had gone to that battle, it would have taken them weeks to come back. Because when you go to raid, you go away for a long time. Are you listening to this? But they came back earlier than they expected. While the, while the tents were still burning. While the enemy had not gone far. Can you imagine they came back four weeks after? It would not be a three-day journey. Oh, yeah. Taka, taka, ladia. Are you following this now? You must understand that before the enemy strike, God already has gone ahead. So as David was going, as he was going, I'm going to get back my own. I'm going to get back everything. The Bible said David at this point, his confidence was not in his men anymore. Because these were the same men who a few days, a few minutes ago, they wanted to kill me. He began to call back to memory the victories of the Lord. The things God had done in his life. God who had delivered him in the time past. The Bible said he sang songs. I could see it because when you read some of the Psalms, you will know what David was doing. I just pick one of the many. I'm 18, verse 20, I jump to verse 28. He said, for you will light my lamp. My Lord God will enlighten my darkness. For by you, I run through a troop. Are you listening to me, friends? He said, by my God, I can leap over a wall. As for my God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to those who trust in him. The Bible said, for he said, who is God? Accept the Lord. Who is the rock? Accept God. He said, it is my God who arms me with strength, makes my way perfect. He said he makes my feet like feet of deer. My enemy may have gone ahead, but I'm catching up with him. I decree in the name of Jesus, no matter what has happened this year, whatever has happened in your life, you are receiving grace to catch up. You are overtaking. The Lord is compressing days. What will have taken you years to take you weeks? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am galloping into victory. In the name of Jesus. I am catching up. I am overtaking. In the name of Jesus. He teaches my hands to war. So that my arms can bend the bow of bronze. He said you have given also me the shield of salvation. Your right hand has held me. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarge the path under me. So my feet did not slip. And I love this. The last verse, verse 37. He said, I have pursued my enemies. Overtaking them. Neither did I. <laughs> neither did I turn back. Until they were destroyed. I said, you will overtake. You will overtake. My dear friends, you will recover all. In the name of Jesus. But as they were going. And then they got to the place called the Brook Bessel. Be seated for a second. They got to the place called the Brook Bessel. Some of his soldiers 
strength. A third of his army. 200. 200 of the 600 said to David, we're not going anymore. At this point, I want you to understand that it wasn't just a little thing. If a third of your workforce says we are not continuing with you. What, what, what the, if he has 400? No, 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 no. Think about a city that was taken. Okay. Think about 600 men. They have families. They have wives and children. Right? And, all of, and then they had parents. All of them were taken. They were not taken by 600 people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not only that, they had flock. Everything was cutted away. So we are talking about a mighty army came and took everything they had. So now when you're going after them, in the language of war, numbers are important. Now 200 people said they're not going to go. And that created a big rancor in the ranks. It created a big trouble because you have to see when they came back how those who went to war were fighting against those who didn't go. It means the matter was a big deal. They said, no. These ones that are not going with us, they are the enemy. David said, leave them. My dear friends, there are times you have to let some people go. You have to Get off some weight sometimes. Different people have reasons why they cannot continue. There could be so many reasons. I was thinking about this. Perhaps they were already thinking the worst. You know, one of the worst things that can happen to you is not to know how your loved one died. Did they suffer? Did they suffer? Did they call my name? He didn't leave a message for me. When I'm trying to call them the other day, I didn't. I wish I had called. And then there were people who were admitted in the hospital during COVID. That you thought, okay, mom's gone to the hospital. I'll go and see them. And then they said, you can't see your mother. What was the state? That they were when, you know, when these people have been taking, your, it's in, your mind begins to think the worst. So maybe some of these people felt, I don't even want to go on this journey. I don't know what state I will meet their body. Maybe some didn't go because they were just tired of life. They just felt, if this God was God, why did he let my family be captured? They may not want to go because they're having second thoughts about David still. There could be any reason. But when there are such things have taken over the heart of a force, let them rest or let them go. Because we have a war in our hands. We can't allow any traitor in the camp. 
When you get to where they got to, you find that it was one man that betrayed the entire army of the Amalekites. One man. So why are you being sentimental? You have to understand you are here with me or against me. Pick up your mind. You can't be wearing my uniform and wearing another person's uniform in the night. Make up your mind. If we are going to recover, if we are going to overtake, make up your mind. I can understand if you are sick. Then we need you to recover. But when you have lost hope and trust in this leadership of David, make up your mind. So let them be. So they went and they galloped. And they galloped. And as they went, focusing on where they're going, the Bible says, am I boring you? The Bible says, the men of David, they saw an Egyptian on the side of the road. He's been left there for three days. Left there for three days. Left there to die. If we were to transfer that to today's language, he had COVID. Advanced stage. And they left him alone in a ward that nobody can enter. And if it was Ebola time, he had Ebola. Whatever happened, left him to die. And then the Bible says, the man of David saw him. There was something interesting about that story. It was not David who saw him. He was the man of David. <laughs> I pray that the Lord will open your eyes. To see the wounded, to see the sick, bring them in for restoration. Amen. On the side flanks, on the road, in the wilderness, wherever you are, in the journeys of your life, you will bring them in. Amen. Because on this day of networking service, you don't know who God is going to use. The Bible said that these men, they gave him food. And water. And then they brought him to David. And after he's been recovered a few days, then they said to him, oh, after he, he's been revived a little bit, they said, Who are you? Then he told them who he was. And they have been raiding the southern part of Ziglag. Wow. He said, Okay. Do you know where this troop is now? He said, Oh, yes. I know where we agreed to end up. Now, please, this troop, they didn't just raid Ziglag. They have been raiding all over. So the spice they had is much more than the one for David. And David said, okay, here's the deal. You're going to take us to them? The guy said, no. If you promise not to kill me. A guy who is dying could still strike a deal. I thought that was interesting. Let the businessman in the house do that. My business may be going down, but I'm going to leverage on something. 
Hallelujah! You don't come to the table begging. <laughs> the guy said, I'm all you got. Make a deal or keep on searching. The wilderness is big. Your business, your wives, your children. David realized that we've been cornered. He knew a smart man when he saw one. Sir David, he said, I promise. I don't know how they did it. Maybe they caught blood or whatever. They agreed. In verse 16, this is interesting. From verse 16, let's read from verse 16. Because the story tells itself. The Bible says, and he had brought him down. <laughs> he said, there they were, spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing. The enemy was dancing over your stuff. Dancing over your marriage, over your relationship. Say, I reject it in Jesus' name. I told you this. Minister Allah is my witness. We were in a conference in the U.S. one time. And the man of God was preaching and he said, somebody else can take your business where it is and make a big thing out of it. You can take your church where it is and make a big thing out of it. Said, so stop, quit making excuses. And somehow I have this nature of, you know, it's, it's, it's mass, you know, uh, substitution or what do you call that subject. So I just substituted, somebody can take this church. I just, somebody can take my wife. I make a mega wife out of I said, I get it all. <laughs> ah. The man said, You make your adjustment and you see what you thought was not good will become better. So I realized I was the problem. Not my wife. The Bible said these people were having a field day on the spoils that they got. He said, The great spoil which they are taking from the land. Of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. You see combination. Then David attacked them from the twilight until the evening of the next day. What this? The fight was a whole day battle. Seemed like game of war or game of truths. That scene of the fight of the bastards. When they fought and fought and fought and bodies were laid on ground. And I imagined how many people, these 400 people, had to fight. For you to understand it. So when you read the scripture, it's amazing. Some juices are in there. The Bible said not a man escaped except 400 young men. What does that tell you? If 400 people escaped and they were nothing. Did you get that? <laughs> it said not a man escaped except let those ones go. They're nothing. So imagine the ones that are something. Okay. So the Bible says, verse 18. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. David rescued his two wives. Ha! You will rescue all that you have lost. 
Nothing of theirs was lacking. Nothing of yours will be lacking. Either small or great. Sons of daughters. Spoils or anything which had been taken from them. David recover all. Let me leave you seven quick points. We are talking about the elements of recovery. Number one. Recall God's promises. Which you have given up on. There are things right now given up on. Remember, Zechariah had given up hope. He, he had given up on what he prayed for at some point. Recall God's promises. Number two, because I need to run. Regain your perspective of who you are. You must understand that you are better than this. Regain who you are. Listen, God loves you. Not because of what you've done. It's because who he called you. It's son. You're a king in Israel. Regain your perspective. Even though you have lost your identity. You have been a man of no country. Number three. Release yourself of the guilt. And believe that God can use you again. Sometimes the reason why we don't even want to try. We want to drop out. Because we carry guilt. How can a man like me still be used? Upon all that I have done. Release yourself. You know, one of the greatest things to do is to forgive yourself. Doesn't matter when people say, you know what, it's over. I'm forgiving you. No, you keep going back to it. Release yourself. Number four, retune your hearing of God. Beyond the threats, beyond the noise, beyond the earthquakes, retune your hearing. Begin to retune that I want to hear the voice again. Retune it. So that you can hear the voice of God above the things, above the COVID reports. Retain your hearing. See your dream again. Begin to believe. I want to hear God, not the CNN news. Number five, revive the fire and clarity. Revive that fire and clarity. Even after you have had God, you need the fire of God to be able to mount your horse and to hop and to gallop to victory. So my dear friends, you need to retune and then you need to revive your fire. Revive your fire. Come out of sitting there without wanting to serve God. Why are you doing hide and seek? Why are you doing hide and seek? You have to tell whatever is oppressing you, I am bigger than you. Stop giving excuses. Excuses. It's in the time of crisis you really know who is a leader. Anytime when everything is okay. Let the fire burn again. Can you imagine David mounting his horse when 600 people were about to kill him? Number six. Return to purpose and run with grace to becoming what you are destined for. Return to purpose. You have to run with purpose. Run with purpose. Don't just be laid back. Sit for that exam again. Run with purpose. And last one, recover all. Without fail. Recover. Friends, you know why? (laughs) You might think the last one is obvious. No, it's not. Many people don't know the time of harvest requires more work than even sowing. Recover all. It's not easy to think David recovered all. Listen. 
They didn't just take their own thing. They took everything. That's a lot of work. Recover all. Recover all. Recover all. <laughs> As I end up this morning, friends, I prophesy over you. In the name of Jesus. Name above all, whatever is gone. Whatever has gone wrong with you, with your son, with your business. I pray whatever has caused you grief. Today there is a change. There is a change. Whatever has gone wrong with your marriage, your family, your dreams. I pray you will recover all in your lifetime. Everything that has injured your fruitfulness. Everything that has injured God's original purpose for your life. I pray you will recover it in Jesus name. You will rise over it. You will scale over it in the name of Jesus. No matter what has been taken from you, I pray that your laughter is bound to come. Your laughter is bound to come. Every dark cloud will lift. Every dark cloud will lift. You will sing a new song. Sing a new song in the name of Jesus. God will fill your mouth with praise. God will fill your mouth with praise in the name of Jesus. He will light your lamp. In Jesus' name, we are lighting your darkness. There will be a new story. There will be a new you. There will be a new you. A new beginning. I see divine help coming upon you right now. Help to overtake the troops. Help to move you faster. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. You will make it this year. In the name of Jesus. You will rise from the failure of yesterday. You will rise from the failure of yesterday. In the name of Jesus, I decree, just like David recovered all, and he got much more that was taken from him, you are getting much more. Listen, Abraham, when he had his nephew was taken, the Bible said he went after them. He recovered all. You will recover all. Every family member right now, that son, that daughter may be difficult. Maybe they are not hearing the word of God. Maybe they are not hearing you. They seem lost, but you are recording them. In the name of Jesus, every member of your household, that husband of yours, that wife, I pray in Jesus' name, they will hear the voice of God one more time. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you. We bless your name, O oh God. For everything the devil has stolen, we recover it all. We're getting back our stuff. Because greater is it that is in us than who is in the world. Be glorified, Lord, and be lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus four four. 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.